This is JFM Podcast. A beautiful morning to you there. Thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. You're on to the show. Let's talk on your super feel good radio station. My name is Abigail Seaman and you're welcome. There are lots of things that we would be we were looking at this morning, a lot of interesting things that we would be talking about. But I'm joined by my able partner in crime, as I love to call him, Baby Cow. We see a lovely body to you, Menka. We've said a lot of interesting stories to talk about today. Um, you know, the Nigerian political space and social political space never goes out of stories. It's a continuous cycle that happens. Sometimes um, I feel like some, some stories are reoccurring and it's, it feels boring, but hey, the issues that concerns us cannot be boring. They affect us whether directly or indirectly. And it's pertinent that we don't just talk about them, but we also inform and educate you as to this issue so that when you're having conversations and making decisions, you're making those decisions based on reliable and credible information. And today on the show... Our topic is very interesting, one that I think we often don't talk about a lot because it is often shrouded in a lot of jargon. Mm. But no matter how jargon it is shrouded in, these issues affect us directly because from the moment you get out of your house, so go to the market to buy your food stuff or you pay for your transport fare or you buy clothes for your family or you're buying chicken or you're making changing for your family for Christmas – it affects you one way or the other. So whether or not the people in charge decide to make it all make it unnecessarily complicated or not, we have to talk about it. And that is the economy. We'll be talking about the economic blueprints of the political parties that have released their manifesto. Of course, the two main ones in the APC and the PDP. And dissecting their plans for the economy, whether or not they are feasible or if they are just building castles in the air, castles that we obviously won't live in or castles that we would be in, you know, would enjoy as citizens. We have special guests. But before we get into that, I'll let Abby, you know, do honor and do the justice of giving the stories you're following today. Yeah, so stories that we're following this today. Um, we have 2023 election. INEC laments tough times. Now the Independent National Electoral Commission has expressed concern about the challenges it is facing as it prepares for the 2023 elections. Now the INEC chairman, Professor Mahmoud Yakubu, while appearing before the House of Representatives Committee on Electoral Matters said that the recent flooding across the nation had destroyed no fewer than 20 offices of the commission. Now the chairman of the electoral umpire while appearing before the House of Representatives Committee on Electoral Matters to defend the budget proposed by the Commission in the 2023 Appropriation Bill said the development had forced the agency to begin to look for new office spaces in new locations in some states. He said we have office rent and residential rent and so many of our offices were attacked and some actually flooded after the recent floods. We have 20 offices in that situation after the recent floods and in some we can repair and replace the damaged or lost equipment. But for others, we just have to look for a facility to rent. From Jigawa, there was a request for us to look for three offices following the damage caused by flooding of the offices that we occupied. Another story that we are following at this hour, Mbaja Biamila lists reasons federal government won't pay us so fully. Now, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Femi Mbaja Biamila, has indicated that the federal government may not fully pay university lecturers for the eight months that the academic staff union of universities was on strike. Now, Mbaja Biamila, in a statement issued, said the President, Major General Mo- 
Muhammadu Buhari was being awaited to approve the proposal of partial payment presented to him, titled Statement by the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Rep. Faemi Bajabiamila, on the resolution of outstanding issues between the Academic Staff Union of Universities and the Federal Government of Nigeria. And we'll just quote it briefly. It reads, um, when the Academic Staff Union of Universities called off their industrial action three weeks ago, it meant that academic activities could resume in our nation's public universities and students could return to their academic pursuit after the prolonged in- interruption. Now, this decision was highly huddled nationwide as the correct decision. Since then, the executive and the House of Representatives have worked to address the issues that led to the strike. We're currently working on the 2023 appropriation bill, which includes the sum of 117 trillion naira to provide a level of increment in the welfare package of university lecturers. And the bills also include an additional 300 billion naira in revitalization funds to improve the infrastructure and operations of federal university. It is a long read and you can go ahead and find that on the Punch newspaper. And also the last story we are following at this hour, Autumn rejects Atiku's presidential bid, PDP keeps mum. Um, Benue State Governor Samuel Autumn slammed the party's presidential candidate, Alaji Abubakar Atiku, um, saying he should go to hell. Now the governor made the remarks while hosting colleagues from River, Oyo, Abia and Elgu states to a dinner party at the government house in Makodi. Now the four governors here some Wiki of River State, Okezi Kwazo of Abia State, Shei Makinde of Oyo State and Ifayu Ogunai of Enugu State arrived in Makadi for the official flag off of the PDP governorship and parliamentary campaign scheduled for today. Now, Autumn said that he would not support Atiku's presidential bid to continue the killing of Benue people. Now, the governor lamented the killing of 18 people in his council area last Friday, where a young man in his 20s and his eyes were removed. It's a gory, gory image. We can't go further into that. But those are the stories that we are following at this hour. Uh, first of all, we're today on the show, we're talking about the economy. We're looking at the manifestos of both the APC and the PDP since we're still having our fingers crossed to see that of the Labour, Labour Party, Party and other um, um, political parties that are there because we have 18 in total. Well, some have. You know, Conquestor released a book, um, which for me it was um, <clears throat> a very interesting one. Um, you know, before before going to dissecting that, I saw a statement that Conquestor himself, you know, sat down to write every of those policy he, you know, he stated out in his manifesto. And I think it's impressive, especially when you listen to his conversation at a just concluded Arise TV town hall meeting. It yes. shows a man that understands, you know, the dynamics of ruling the country. However, I have my issue with some of the things he stated in his policy but we, we cannot tell whether or not some of these things are doable because he hasn't gotten power yet but I, I like the fact that at this point we are seeing manifestos that are I wouldn't say workable. Some of them are not workable. Some of them, in my opinion, all sound like hogwash. They sound like things that people sat down to write without understanding the realities of the country. Or the nitty-gritties yeah, of the country. Of the country. That in consideration. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more idealistic than realistic for me. But still, it's, in, it's important that we have conversations as to how these things want to work. You know, what are the how, how-tos about these things? Oh, I want to reduce tax. I want to spread the tax net. How do you want to do it? It is easy to say 
textbook solutions. Mm. I could say, for example, oh, Nigeria should increase revenue and expand its exportation to other sectors. How do I do it? I could say, for example, we should provide more money security operatives so that Nigeria will be secured. How do we do it? And I think that's what we'll be talking about today. Hows of these things. And are they... Are they feasible? I, I, I personally feel like manifestos should not be textbook documents. If I cannot, as an ordinary Nigerian, relate to your manifesto, then you're not doing the work. I think, I think we tried to establish that yesterday, that manifestos should be, should be a blueprint where people can easily understand Stand. it. Uh, understand, okay, I am in this, I'm, I'm reading your manifesto. Okay, I can see, okay, how does this affect me? Okay, exactly. how you bring your solution to me and if I can see it in your manifesto and I'm like okay this is a welcome idea but some of these manifestos that are written is more or less like um, let me just give you a plan I really do not know how I'm going to do it but I know that this plan <laughs> looks juicy and if I put it out to you there you're going to be intrigued and you're going to feel like oh maybe I have you in mind but in the long run, we've seen it happen in 2015 when the APC administration came in. They gave us a list of their key priorities and all of that. It was looking juicy. It looked like something that could happen. But here we are today and we are we're, we're, we're tongue-lashing, if I backlashing and all of that, the government, because we do not see those things come into fulfillment. Yeah, um, and, and I think more often than not, a lot of manifestos are written by consultancy agencies. And, and from what's known about consultancy agencies, they are there to make money. Um, flowery language is the not of our problems. Uh, for example, I saw something in the manifesto of, of, of a political party that said that we are going to ensure that we increase the tax bracket of Nigerians. And my question is how how do you how do you increase tax brackets we have a lot of people in the informal sector how do you do all of that and 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 if we are not careful to question these things if we take most of these things on face values i think that we are going to end up in the same circle we currently are in because a lot of the times i've heard people spokespersons of your political parties and presidential candidates Tell us big data. Tell us numbers. And the truth is, the average Nigerian do not care for numbers. Mm. I do not care if inflation is 70%. How is it affecting me? I do not care if export is 75%. How is it affecting me? The numbers are for the supposedly educated people in offices. Or the experts. The experts. The everyday Nigerian wants to know, if you do this, would you reduce the price of fuel in the market? Would my um, the price of food stuff in the market be reduced for me? Would I be secure in traveling from here to here? Yes. All of those numbers do not concern many of us. And I think that is what politicians need to understand. Your numbers are beautiful for the experts. For the everyday Nigerian, what is the practicable solutions yeah. you are providing and so far so good i won't say i haven't seen them but i haven't seen any <laughs> that relates to me i see i see things that that sound high i sound, feel like they are very ambiguous they're, uh, they're quite they're quite ambiguous the vagueness yes. of them is it beats me silly how do you want to win? Especially given that we have a high number of poor people in the country. Yes, let's look at the food chain. Let's look at the Nigerian economy food chain. Normally, back then, we used to have the rich, then we had the middle class, and then we had the... Uh, so, so funny the, enough, yeah, if you could in, put it to poor. In, in sociology, they thought us there was the rich, there was the upper class, upper middle the class, class, there was the middle class, the middle middle class, the lower class, and the last rung of the ladder. It's like six different... But we do not have it right Only now. Only have two. We have just two. It's either you're rich, you're poor, you're poor, and and it's something that is disheartening to Nigerians. So we will try to put this two when it comes to the economy. Put the two in perspective. 
perspective. And I will just read from the PDP side and the APC side what they intend to do when it comes to the economy. And for the PDP, they said they are going to be raising GDP per capita to five thousand dollars by 2030 and creating three million new jobs then lifting 10 million poor nigerians out of poverty yearly they also said they'll be increasing police workforce strength to one million personnel they'll be reducing food import share from the current estimation of 20 percent to between five and ten percent and they'll be increasing the inflow of foreign directive investments to a minimum of 2.5 of GDP by 2030. And then from the APC, a fourth industrial revolution drive by helping the youth. They will stop fuel subsidies and increase crude oil production to 2.6 million barrels per day by 2027 and 4 million per four million barrel per day by 2030 and they will complete critical gas infrastructure projects including pipeline infrastructure oil and gas sector implement the host community development trust they will build a nigeria especially for our youths where sufficient jobs with decent wages create a better life and then manufacture create and invent more of the goods and services we require nigeria should be known as a nation of creators not just of consumers that sounds like something that peter ob of the labor party would say yeah um it sounds it sounds very good um the nation of producers and not consumers we create a thousand jobs we do this we do that and it's beautiful um i, I saw something on the um, the PDP, the one that the one that caught my attention was the one they said they want to increase the minimum wage to five thousand dollars. Um, you know, um, GDP to five thousand dollars. Yeah, I like. How do you want to increase GDP to five thousand dollars in an economy that is highly dependent on on oil? The best countries don't have GDPs of five thousand um, dollars. It means that you are going to increase GDP by more than three hundred percent in eight years. The best economies in the world increases it by hundred by fifty percent in ten years. Ten years. So you are basically outdoing the best economies in the world in eight years. How is that possible? Unrealistic plans, I must say, because. Um, for currently, we're going through inflation, and even when the next administration comes on board, we're in serious debts, Abika. We are in serious. How do you intend to be able to do five thousand dollars by twenty thirty? Um, so you can, you can, you can, you can do that first by. You know, I, I want to imagine because I've read through the PDP um, an economic manifesto, and it's quite it's quite expansive, but also very very high lofty. You can do that, of course. You know, like we always say, increase agriculture, make more agriculture available. You can also do that by building more refineries, which is what something we depend on a lot. You can do that by you know reducing tax burdens and giving tax holidays to you know small and medium scale businesses so that they can import goods from outside and ensure that you have enough producing. Uh, companies in the country now you can do all of that but the problem is in doing all of that there's also a ripple effect and the ripple effect is when you reduce tax burdens does it necessarily mean that the reason why people are not starting businesses is because of they don't have money of course not a major problem in this country especially when it comes to small businesses is that the environment in and of itself is not conducive Enough. more than just interest rates we have um you know um, states that tax people out of their pocket a whole lot. We have insecurity in the country. We have a supposedly dataless, you know, economy. We don't even know how much is going in, how much is coming out. Businesses do not know how much government policies are stable. I'll give an example. Yeah. In 2021, 
the government, out of the benevolence of its heart, decided to ban cryptocurrency in the country. Mm-hmm. Now, in banning cryptocurrency, they failed to realize that they were businesses, young tech businesses that had built their systems and their, and, and their markets on cryptocurrency. They eroded that market completely and took a lot of money out of the market. Now, these are some of the issues. The policies of government are very inconsistent. And I, and I think more often than not, manifestos should talk about policies more. What more policy less, are yeah. you putting in place? Because it's okay to say, I would do this. Your policy either shapes or bastardizes everything that people are doing. Imagine we had a cryptocurrency-focused policy that encourages this thing. Imagine we had a policy that encourages fintech companies. I know a lot of fintech companies are living on their toes because one minute, the federal government, and of course, the special can one just wake up in Gordon Mayfield, they might wake up and shut do that down the publicity, everything. and everything you've built for years goes to north. So I think we should have policies that are stable. Let us know this is what you are doing. Nigeria, I think 2020, 2018-2019 was ranked as one of the worst places to do business, especially Lagos. Mm -hmm. And for a country where the economic hub is in Lagos and Kano, you imagine how how bad it is to do business in Lagos compared to other parts of the country. So I think we, we need, a, we need a policies that are stable, policies that are in tandem with current economic realities, not policies that focus on agriculture. And, and, and I see this a lot with in policies. They say we are going to focus on agriculture. We are going to give uh, you know, um, tax loans. To, we are going to give um, loans to, to, to small and medium-scale businesses. We are going to ensure that they pay less in tax and importation. But the truth is, for you to grow as a country in agriculture, it is not the small and medium-scale businesses that take loans of 50000 or 30000 or build that economy for you. Mm. Except, of course, you just want to feed people in the rural areas. It is the mechanized farming. How much are you training farmers? How much are you giving to these people to ensure that they get the right machines to produce um, food and you know farming supplies in their large quantities? And all of this are usually not contained in these manifestos. All I see is we provide tax relief, who ensure that this country is safe, beautiful, but the burden, the crux of our issues are more than what these people are saying. They haven't, and I believe so strongly, they haven't come down to the nitty-gritty of what is affecting us as a country. And those issues, if not tackled, will continue to reverberate in the Nigerian space. All right, something that the APC said that is quite um, quite um, interesting to read uh, is the fact that they said they are going to turn Nigeria to be a nation of creators and not just of consumers. For a country where we're even struggling with power supply, where our national grid falls like the um, Olympus has fallen, <laughs> if, if, you, if you remember that story. Um, how do you intend, how does the government intend to turn a, a, a country where we're still struggling with even as little as power supply and majority of the macro businesses or micro businesses and even the large scale businesses run on power they need power to be able to uh, um, produce they need power to be able to um, um, uh, what do you call, call it they need power to just work generally and we are still struggling with that how do you expect to turn us from a consuming, consuming? Na- nation 
to a creative nature. Um, I, I think, I think, like I said before, I think it's possible. Um, we can, we can move from consuming to producing. While, while I understand that power has been terrible, I also believe that we've made some form of progress. It might be significant to, in some parts of the country. It might be insignificant in others. But I think that in the past seven years, I, I would not want to be the one to consistently bash the government. I think we have done good decently in terms of power now these things can be improved on um i was reading the nigerian transition energy transition plan um recently yes and i saw some very interesting plans again nigeria is great at saying what they can do without doing that and some interesting plans in the in tra- energy transition plan show that if you put these things in place um i i listened to i can't remember his name now an energy expert some years back and he talked about how in renewable energy, we can leverage on the natural resources of certain parts of the country to generate energy. For example, in the northeast, that is quite hot Sahel and Sahara Desert, we can you know leverage on, on, on solar energy to transmit energy to that region. In, in in the southwest, in the southeast rather that has a lot of coal, we can you know leverage on that to transmit energy there. In other regions of the country, leverage on their natural resources to transmit energy. So it is possible if we look beyond just what we are used to. Plus, let's be honest, energy transmission and generation is not as difficult as they make it seem. You know, it's it's something that if we are being honest, can be done. Um, for example, yesterday on the show, um, uh, one of the, um, uh, Musa Hashem talked about how we have certain you know, energy plants in any part of the plateau that, if functional, would give power to those communities. Now, imagine we had such power plants in different communities across the country. Those power plants are expanded to ensure that they don't just you know, provide power for those communities, but other neighboring communities. These things are achievable. But but what I what I've noticed so far in terms of the manifestos and in terms of the um, the ability of of these politicians to make good with what they've promised is that there is a laxity with keeping up with what they say. Yeah, it's not as though it is not possible. It is because I feel when they get to power, there's this. We are here already. Why do we need to stress Why ourselves? Why yeah. do we need to bother? They can be all right they've been fine all the while why should we put in more effort and and i and i and like like someone said some some weeks back it is about the sincerity of these people if they're sincere enough i don't think i don't think we are so far behind in terms of the workability of setting plans the only problem for me is that many of these people are not honest enough as to how they want to do it and even when they get there they are not honest enough to put in the work to get it done all right. Um, I think one of the also major things wondering or going on in the minds of Nigerians is the fact that um, people are just more or less concerned of how do I feed myself and how do I feed my family? Um, you can tell that the economy actually affects a lot of other sectors. The economy affects education. The economy affects um, even security. The economy affects everything that we're going through right now. Um, we are also trying to make sure that you Nigerians help, help you make better decisions when it comes to to all of this um i think a few months ago we're discussing about the budget right here on the show and we're just discussing on how the country is in huge a huge debt profile and for this appropriation bill the 2023 bill again we're still seeing the mornings of debt running in trillions yeah um our debt profile is interesting um and i and i i I saw something i think it was last week where the special you know speaker media personality or media speaker for the APC presidential campaign council uh, during Galilee talked about how our debt profile has reduced because of the exchange you know um, um, exchange 
rates in the foreign market right now. And one of the questions I asked is, how did we get from this exchange rate to this exchange rate? You know, a lot of times... We, we moved far. We moved from 150 naira to 800. To 800. Some people say even 900 in some, in some, some black markets. Mm. We moved from 150 to 900. And in those years, things happened. Um, if, if I am to give the government, the present government, some form of excuse, they will say, oh, COVID-19 happened, global economic recession, and though that's true, because, hey, um, currently, I saw, I saw a message, a, a, an article on Bloomberg, I think, that said that Twitter and Facebook are planning to sack about 90% of their staff. You know, we've seen what happened in the UK, where the finance minister... It was let go because of his supposedly bad policy in Ghana. We are seeing the, the president of the country, Makufuado, come out to say Ghana is one of his worst financial crises. The finance minister also was relieved of his duties. You know, the CDs or the dollars is the most unstable they've seen in a while. So, yes, there's a global financial crisis currently. But when you compare those crises to our realities and what we have and the plans or the promises that were made, mm. the reasons we are here isn't solely because of this financial crisis. Yeah. Corruption in this country is not because of financial crisis. The, the misappropriation of funds that we've seen and constantly experienced is not because of global economic crisis. So more often than not, I think the government, in, in trying to shield itself from criticisms, fail to understand that if the simple things are put in place, the very simple things are Basic put in things, place, yeah. basic things are done, we will not be here. Maybe we'll not be in Eldorado like we, some of us expect to be, but we'll definitely not be here. In this time and day in our country, a naira, a, a dollar should not be 850. It makes no sense. It actually doesn't make sense. It says, uh, you can be a part of the conversation. You can head on to all our social media platform on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash JFM Jaws. Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok at JFM Jaws. We'll open the phone lines right now. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to know what you're thinking about. Do you think that these um, this parties, these um, political parties, put the minds of Nigerians into consideration? Do they put the reality of what Nigeria is into, into consideration? Are they running their um, campaign issue based, as we always say, or are they just, you know what, let's give the people what they are asking for, and after we're done, we can all move on to better things. The number to call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. That is the number to call to be a part of the show. I'll take it again zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. That is the number to call to be a part of the show. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Please, can you speak up um, so we can hear you clearly? Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? My name is Eric. I'm calling from Jostan. All right, Eric. Go ahead. So, uh, in Clinton, I can only say there's only one presidential candidate that is trying to put uh, in, uh, the way he's Yes. Of, uh, Mr. Peter okay. He has been trying to speak to issues. Mm. Some of his uh, supporters have been trying to speak to issues. Mm. But the party that is in power, yeah. I don't think they are speaking to issues as they have clearly told us and they are talking away from coming to speak to Nigeria. They are that they might not have time to be attending all the media houses to be speaking to Nigerians. Mm. And these are the people that we are all over the media houses in 2015, mm. 
talking to the same Nigerians they are claiming today that they will not have time. I have said it repeatedly on different radio stations and even TV stations that should we make a mistake of returning this, this party into power? Just like people have said, in 2015, one of the media uh, persons to them said, President Muhammad Dubaru will make one dollar to one point seven and a naira to one dollar. Mm. And today it is eight hundred naira, and people are so still crazily campaigning for these people. They don't deserve to return this power. Thank you very much. All they right, thank, thank you so much. We're this morning we're joined by Mr. Eric Nanley, who's the executive director and help foundation and a business consultant. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much. It's it's nice to have you. Good morning. Um, so we were we were talking about the APC and the PDP's manifesto when it comes to the economy, yes. and we were looking at some of the highlighted points that they had brought out for us. Um, now, from your perspective, um, for the fact that you're a business consultant and you know how the business world works around, but as a Nigerian. Do you see some of those things visible? Do you see them even coming into fertility at, at any time? Quite, quite honestly, I, I don't. <laughs> why, why, why do you say so? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, first, for um, the PDP, yeah. um, they, they're talking about um, a fiscal... Um, remedy. Yes. Yes. Building, building infrastructure. Uh, basically, it's it's about uh, tax. That that's what I, I see. Yes. Uh, as their value, but being proposed, and um, right now the, the present tax regimes, I, I wouldn't say there's any problem with it. We just moved from VAT being 5% to 7.5%. Yes. And we're told with, with this change, a lot of economies, um, um, uh, um, positive um, influence will be felt on in the economy. economy. In the economy, yeah. And rather, we, we've, um, the Naira has just slipped, uh, keeps slipping by the day um, inflation keeps rising yes um, so it, I, I wouldn't say it, it's about um, a tax for for the PDP uh, for sorry, the APC for, for the APC um, there's a very tall order mm. it's it's they're, they're, it's, it's, they're, they're you're even speechless yes, <laughs> yes they're, they're talking about millions of jobs in four years if if this were possible, government for since 1960 would have we would have had those number of jobs. Mm. I like the fact that um, it's about uh, job creation, but then we need to be much more realistic. It's it's more of uh, building the small businesses we have. Um, yes, bringing in the issue of. Um, Having industrial hubs, yeah, yeah. Uh, set up, but but then we're we're talking more of building the the common man on the streets. Yes, mm. yes. If if we're able to to uh, empower these these women selling uh, tomatoes on the That's road, true, yeah. th- these are people that come out every day. For the fact that uh, they they come out every day, it means they're doing something right. Yeah. Mm. And then, if, if we're able to move them from just selling on the streets to having shops. That's where the employment would actually come in. Not not really um, building industrial hubs across the six regions. First, 
um, we, we, we have um, something that was done before, uh, just going a little way back. Yes. Um, I, I know for FIRMA, uh, the road maintenance agency, we, we had um, 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 across the six geographical zones, we were, were supposed to have um, a, a beautiful road maintenance uh, structure okay. put, put on ground, uh, the asphalt uh, blending plant. Okay. But then, tell me, even with, with, with those ones, how are our roads? Where, where, where are the plants? What work has, has it achieved? So if uh, we're, we're building from, from the ground up, uh, we're, we're looking at what has happened in the past, and we're now reflecting what is about to happen again, uh, will the industrial hubs be just like uh, asphalt blending plants where they are set across the geographical zones, but, but then they're not really uh, building up the, will I call them SMS, uh, MSMEs, yes. the small businesses. Those are issues that uh, I, I personally have with um, the agenda for AP, APC. APC. But, but I really like uh, the plan, even though, like I said, it's a tall order. There are so many things that have been uh, proposed to be achieved. If if we were just one, say, economic employment uh, empowerment for MSMEs, I would say that that, that is fine. But it, it, it costs across a lot of things. Now, it, the, PDP, so the PDP is saying that they're going to be raising the GDP per capita to $5,000 by 2030. How? How? That, that, that is the big that, question. That, that, How are they planning to do that? Do you think that that is something that is, can be achievable even 20, from 2030 as they are uh, uh, envisioning that it will go. It actually sounds like an SDG goal. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a sustainable <laughs> development goal. Mm, mm. Um, so I, I wanted to ask him, this is, you know, outside of the APC and the PDP. Yes. A lot of people, you know, the Naira is sleeping every day. You wake up one morning and, you know, the Naira is it's, it's going bad. People have suggested that the central bank floats the Naira. Um, there been a lot of back and forth. In 2019, you know, IMF, you know, suggested that Naira was floated. You know, we've seen a lot of economists say, since we don't even have control of this, because 480 is something in the, you know, official markets, but yeah. that official market is not what we work with a lot. It's mm-hmm. what happens in the black market. Is floating the Naira a solution to this current instability in our FX? Right now, it's, it, it, it wouldn't be like a, a good um, solution. The, the time they had proposed to do that, that, uh, that, that was since... Uh, 2019? Yes, 2019. If they had done it at that point in time, yes, I would see the economy would have been stabilized and the Naira would have had true value. But it's, it's kind of late. The, the power of the Naira has just gone down. So even if we we should try that, what what effect would it have? Really no effect, because it it will still be seen as the Naira that has been (laughs) devalued. Devalued. Yes, the Naira that has lost value. Let me me put it that that way. (laughs) So So, so floating Naira doesn't work for you. Um, 
I wanted to talk about the APC plan, and there's something on the economic plan that I find very interesting. Yes. And it said that they want to create a mandatory inflationary ceiling on spending. My question is, <laughs> in current situation... It seems like the manifesto is quite laughable. In current situation, can you create inflationary ceiling on spending? In, I'm not talking about what will happen as it is right now. Can we do that? We cannot. If we had a price ceilings board, if we were able to um, regulate the prices in the market, market. that would be possible. But you can't start from from the top and, and then expect the the ground to to just level itself. It, it, it's it doesn't work. It's never worked before. There's I, I know all things they say is possible, possible. but not, not not in this case. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, you can still be a part of the conversation. Head on to all our social media platform. Our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash GFM Joss. Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. And TikTok at GFM Josh. All right, I come back to you, uh, Mr. Eric. Before you came in, we were discussing on the fact that um, the APC said that they want to turn this nation from from less of us being consumers to creators. Uh, we probably have not seen the structure of how they intend to do that. Yes. But do you think that that would help improve our economy? It would, if if that is done. Honestly, our economy would be. The, the most vibrant in the world. We'll be able to boast of it. Uh, yes. Because um, it's more or less like why people are pretty much skeptical about this thing because there's even a, um, um, uh, a debate or a criticism mm-hmm. when it comes to the APC saying that um, the in 2015, um, the slogan was change mm. and now we're coming to see renewed hope. Are they trying to laugh at the present um, former administration, Mm. the present administration, and make it look like they can do better? Yes. I've actually seen um, some posts on social media saying saying that um, uh, Tinubu's manifesto is... Is, is just... Uh, a copy and paste. Uh, yes, there, there are those I've said it's mm. copy and paste. Yeah. There are those that have said it's a direct attack on this present... Buhari administration. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what they're doing. But, but um, I, I actually see a, a hope if um, some of uh, the um, uh, m- Items being proposed yes. could actually be actualized. Mm. We 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 have one of the most uh, vibrant, even though not really uh, vibrant, in terms of um, wealth generation and the rest. But but we have a very vibrant economy. Um, one one thing uh, I, I must give to um, Barry's administration is. Truth be told, yeah. a, a lot of businesses have been created. It, it was from a place of um, um, abject, um, should I say, suffering. Yes. Or they used so, it so as is, a, so, is, is that, so, is that so, a plus when we have, you know, um, unemployment rates at 33%? Well, the, the, the problem is those jobs have not been captured into... Um, in the data, yes, in, in employment. I, I mean, people leaving their house, leaving their houses to 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 try to um, go make some money. You see, you you see uh, people pushing wheelbarrows. That was not done before. You you see, um, there there are those that um, 
have delved into waste management. A lot of people have done that. Mm. So you, you see, anyhow, anyhow, people are going out and struggling to bring something in. That, that, that is different from a generation where people were basically waiting for government jobs and, mm. and the rest. All right. So um, there are two things I saw in the PDP manifesto, economy for Matikwa Bobaka. Um, the one I saw that caught my interest was what they talked about, ICT and tech. Yes. Now, according to them, they want to establish a technology support program to support the tech an ICT sector. We've saw, we've seen. Uh, I'm going to use on, on the plateau as well as Kaduna, where tech, in, in terms of you know the northern part of the country, has you know grown. In Kaduna, we know how fast tech is growing. We've yes, seen you know yes. lots of you know tech startups from that part of the world. Do you think from the PDP's manifesto that the plan? I didn't say how. I just saw what we will do, not the how. Mm. Is tech the People say tech is the future. Um, of course, when you look at what's happening at Twitter and Facebook, the future seems not doesn't seem as glowing as it used to before. Mm-hmm. But is tech a solution to part of our economic problem? Um, we're, we're seeing a lot of Nigerians get jobs in, outside of the country, you know, remote jobs, yes, and remote bring jobs. it back. You know, bring a lot of you know income, um, back. income back home. But current reality is showing that those jobs might not be as stable as they used to be before. Is tech the solution, a part of the solution to our problems? And do you think the PDP, from what they've said, are focused enough on the um, creation of tech hubs as well as tech jobs for Nigerian youth? First, yes, um, tech. Tech is, is actually the present and the future. <laughs> the not, present not, and the future. And the, and the future. Okay. <laughs> You know, um, we we are in the era of the, would I say, fourth industrial generation, yeah. or the fourth and fifth, because right right now the way things are changing every day, it, 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 we're going to have a huge shift. Mm. Um, um, what PDP is proposing is good, mind you. APC is also talking about tech. So, uh, obviously, the two of them have seen that technology is the driver for growth, yeah. the catalyst for development and sustainability. Okay. But what I would have loved to see in their manifestos is a how. It's not just about building tech a, hubs. a tech hub. It, How do they it, intend to do that? Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you here. A yes. lot of people have said that the growth of tech is dependent a lot on its education. Do you think as a country we've done enough in terms of tech education? Because I see some tech hubs. Do you think we should have tech in our curriculum? Because that is what people have talked about. Oh, we don't have tech-related subjects, tech-related courses in our curriculum. Our universities, computer science... Um, you know, um, curriculum is quite outdated. If I'm, if I'm allowed mm-hmm. to say that, do you yeah. feel from from a tech perspective that if we put more of an emphasis on the education part of it, it's going to help us get better? A lot better. In, in fact, like right now, um, for for a foundation, I didn't come to talk about the foundation, yeah. mm-hmm. but for the foundation, what we're proposing is um, tech be included, not just tech per se, but software programming, um, introduction to computer, those basics be included in curriculums right from primary school so that upcoming generations grow with it. Now, um, 
most people, most decision makers right now still do not understand tech mm. as it is. That's why we still have an issue. We, we, we need to have a structure put on ground. Hey, we need internet, a lot of internet. Rwanda, see what Rwanda is doing as regards internet penetration right to the grassroots, launching satellites. Unfortunately, ours disappeared in, in space. And <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been years ago, years ago it, dis- it disappeared. Yes, and nothing has been, has been done as regards um, how, how do we improve what happened. Mm. Can, can we leverage on the satellites in space of other countries to, to ensure that we, we get tech, um, internet penetration down to our grassroots. Unless we do that, tech will only revolve around cities. Mm. And the grassroots will yes, suffer. The, the grassroots will suffer. Um, if we build tech hubs, what would happen is people coming from the grassroots, from urban areas to come and learn what is obtainable what is workable in those tech hubs, just revolving around mm-hmm. those tech hubs. Things that would not be workable in, the in their areas. own vicinities. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So un- unless we, we understand that tech starts from the grassroots and moves up, we, we still have um, a huge gap there. All right. Uh, we'll open the phone lines again, 90 That is the number to call to be a part of the show. I'll take the number again, 90 That is the number to call to be a part of the show. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, sorry. Good, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? I do suffer, Joshua. All right, go ahead. You have 50 seconds. My sister, what I have to say this morning is... Uh, our electorate and uh, politicians and uh, the masses have to be very, very careful this time around. Mm. This time is not no longer from top to bottom. Yeah. We have to work very, very careful to make sure whoever we are voting, we hold him. That's why we are lamenting. Yeah. About the way Tinubu said that, uh, uh, that they will not come for national debate. Mm. And you know, in America or UK or England, if you say to appear on national television for debate, you already lost the election. So let's all take it up from there. If you want to get it right, anybody that failed to come to tell Nigeria what you have for us, yeah. we will not allow what happened in 2014 to 2015 when Zimbabwe refused to come for debate. At the end of the day, won the election. Mm. Anybody that failed to come for debate this time around, can never win the election. God bless you, my sister. God bless you too. Do have a lovely morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. It's Radio Mama. I don't know. Calling from Rankin. Radio Mama, good morning. Welcome to the show. What? Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Um, 50 seconds. Let me please. tell you something. No, 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 no presidential uh, aspirant. It eventually uh, can achieve anything. They can't stabilize our economy. Why? Why, we, why do you think so, uh, Radio Mama? <laughs> Physical, physical federalism. We have to practice physical federalism, um, otherwise known as true, I mean, true federalism. Mm. Then we have to cut down the cost of governance, curb medical and uh, educational tourism. Mm. These are the problems we have. Until we do that, we can't get anywhere. Then what they can say is, I'm not excited. We've heard all those things before. The problem is the 
how will they do it? And then even when some of them said the house, like Kola Adiola, he mentioned the house you know, to some reasonable extent. But the problem now is that trust, who are we going to trust that can do it? Mm. Okowa spoke so much on that. Uh, no, he also said the much of the house. That's that um, Okowa that represented the article. article but yes. the problem is that he has been there. They were there 16 years back. Mm. Uh, for me, they didn't, they didn't achieve much. Mm. Okay, the APC is now in governance. If you if you if you rate APC, uh, in a, that is a, uh, a isolated, uh, you know, in a isolated measure, they didn't perform. It's just like somebody scoring a. 20%, maybe Philip is called 20%. But don't you think that we should be we should be we should be judging won't you think we should be judging the individual and not the party he is coming from? If you're if you're an individual and you know like the volatility, I don't know, he has a hard not to crack. I just wonder how they are going to be able to sell their eyes to Eskimos. Because he's part of that party, you know, that's the problem he's having. Mm. He can fix the economy. But the problem is part of the party and he couldn't do it. They didn't allow him to do it. But yeah. now, if we don't practice fiscal federalism, I told you it's going to have that same problem. That's what I'm saying. All right. God bless you. Let's ask you about this country. It shall be well. All right, Thank you so much, Radio Mama. Hello, good morning. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Okay, do well to call us back. 09055 That is the number to call to be a part of the show. Hello, good morning. All right, we've lost that call. 09055 That is the number to call to be a part of the show. Hello, good morning. Good morning, my sister. How are you? Very fine, thank you. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? This is Bob. This is Bob. All right, Bob, you have 50 well, seconds, Madame, please. Madame. And uh, my dad has said it all, mm. even though she's not a pastor mm. or reverend or bishop. Mm. She only speaks to the truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I will say concerning all these manifestos all of them are bringing up. Yes. I'm expecting them to tell us that within two or three years, if they are engaged, if they are unable to perform, they should resign on their own without impeachment. Mm. We've not seen that in we any of their manifestos. <laughs> Yes, if they are unable to perform within three years mm. of their first tenure, they should you know they should throw in the towel, resign, not to waste sufficient. I want anybody, any any of them to say it to Nigerians. Because yeah. it's good it's good to to, to, to you know to raise sweet talks. Mm. Just ah. like in the church, you talk to what the member will hear to retain members. Mm. That's how I see it. All right. You understand me? Yes. Sir. Let us speak, let, let us always talk truth to, to, to issues. You understand me? Yes. And then again, where are they coming from? You said they are coming from. Let us manage with their manifesto, with their manifesto they are talking about. Mm. Is, there, is their state working well? Is, is, there, in, is there security in their state? Is, is, look, all these things, we should be able to assess them from their state they are coming from. Right. You understand me? All if right. I say I want to, I want to, I want to put cloth in your body. You would you first of all look at my cloth? Mm. It's, just like a, it's just like a man who wants to chase a lady. You first of all be looking at shoe. Mm. How shoe how, how his shoe looks like. Yeah. The guy is what woman does. They will look down to see his shoe. Mm. So please you should, you should, you should, you should not be talking politics with this sensitive issue we are into this country. All Even right. if Jan has not done well in this country, will you be in that studio? Mm. John then down Jan is an elderly man. He has ruled very well. How about the youth? All right. The elderly people. That uh, has ruled in the past. Can you compare? Can you compare them with him? All right, thank that you is, so let's, much. Let's take it from from from, the, from this from this state as an example. All right, Mister Bob. Yes, uh, out of it. yes. The man that owns that place, Dan, 
If he has not established it, you people will not be there. All right. Thank you, you so much, Mr. Bob. Good, you people are good this country. They throw, throw, throw away our money to, to, to overseas. So go and enjoy. Thank you, you so much, say, Mr. Uh, Bob. Because of our time. Because of our time, Mr. Bob. Thank you so Please. much. It's enough. Thank you so much, Mr. Bob. Thank you. Do have a lovely morning. We'll take comments off our social media platform. <sighs> that was a heated conversation there. Yeah. Ayadili Agbabiak says, We are no more fooled by any promises of these politicians. Technocrats that understand what the common man on the street is passing through, our mumu don't do. Stanley SC says, It's not only a term that to reject Atiku. In fact, every living soul in Nigeria should reject PDP and APC because they have stayed, overstayed their welcome Anybody supporting? Okay, um, this is not for us. Fel Kuka Gowon says the National Assembly are not helping Nigerians at all. If they are backing FG on the issue of the salary, 2023 is coming up. Calvin Lewis Denshark says it's now Nigerians who believe that those politicians are the problems of this country. They say one thing in the morning and a different thing in the evening. Anyways, how many times will people be educated about the peculiarities of academic staff who perform three core duties of teaching, research, and community service? That so-called law shouldn't be applicable to the academic staff whatsoever. FG should better do the needful immediately. Sankira Marcos says, you should open their eyes not to fall in the hands of these politicians by fighting each other. We should vote credible candidates, not party, religion, or region. Vote, not fight. Susan Maba says, from a town hall meeting, the organizers transformed it to a debate. Is that not ironical? Come on, let's not be sentimental about these issues. There is nowhere in our constitution that makes it mandatory for aspirants to attend debates. Looking at what camp- looking at the campaign calendars, there's provision for town hall meetings. Let's not create a cacophonic environment. Let's be careful not to be dishing out shallow analysis. We have candidate chanting we are consuming nation when they are the highest importer of foreign goods. This seems like a shade. At somebody, Paradan Gosan says Nigeria should be wary of returning the, returning the APC to power come 2023. Oba Ben says PDP should fix their house in order before 2023 election. Gobat Tangot says our future in this country is uncertain. May God help us. Um, Polycap Z says the APC government has failed us from top to bottom. Izangatsi says, um, let's talk. This is our lead, these our leaders are ruining our future, and God help us. And finally, on Facebook, unfortunately, we can't take all your messages. The candidates of the APC have nothing to offer, considering his part, he, the part he played in bringing the current failed government. All the promises made by Tinubu in 2015 during the APC campaign have not been fulfilled. So, what can Tinubu campaign on or promise us again? PDP and APC have nothing to offer to Nigerians, both states and federal. All right, that's all we can take off our social media platform. But our time is far spent and we have to wrap up the show. But we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to J101.9 FM. And we want to say thank you so much, Mr. Eric Nally, for being on the show. It was nice having you. Until we come your way again tomorrow, you do want to stay with us. The news comes up by 10 o'clock news around us and around the world thank you for myself it's bye for now from Mimi Kaomisi I love you stay out of trouble bye thank you for listening to JFM Podcast